This is Inside Indiana Business Radio for the afternoon of Friday, March 1st, 2024. I'm Kate Sharon. The Indiana University Board of Trustees unanimously agreed Friday morning to not split the Kinsey Institute into a not-for-profit to satisfy a new state law. Instead, it directs the university towards an internal accounting solution. The not-for-profit option was at odds with the will of Kinsey's faculty, staff, and students. However, today's decision was exactly what student Melissa Blundell Osario said they wanted. Uh, So we're incredibly grateful to Pamela Witten for making the shift in the recommendation and to the trustees for passing it. This is exactly what we've been fighting for for the last several months, and so we're, we're so incredibly happy. The accounting solution would involve requiring IU to maintain separate financial books for the Institute that document the source of all its funding as well as its direct and indirect costs. The decision falls in line with President Pamela Witten's recommendation, the university said in a news release, as well as an internal working group's recommendation for an accounting solution. The trustees said the university will submit a proposed plan to the Indiana State Board of Accounts to confirm their compliance. Munster-based community health care system this week announced a rebranding. Beginning July 1st, the health system will be known as Powers Health, which it says marks a strategic evolution and unites the brand under one clear and distinct identity. Powers Health said in a news release the new name is not reflective of a merger or acquisition, but a, quote, deliberate step towards presenting our organization as an integrated system of care. The new name is in honor of Donald S. Powers, who is one of five land developers to donate land and funding to build the original community hospital. A Chicago-based environmental advocacy group is calling out what it says are serious defects in the air permit renewal for the BP Whiting Refinery in northwest Indiana. The Indiana Department of Environmental Management is currently reviewing the refinery's permit after closing a public comment period. The Environmental Law and Policy Center submitted its comments to IDEM this week, citing concerns over alleged poor emissions monitoring, a failure to include a compliance schedule for the reporting of the broad variety of emissions results, a failure to install fence-line air monitoring equipment, and a failure to assess the refinery's environmental impact on neighboring communities. From the number one source for Indiana Business News, this is Inside Indiana Business Radio. IBJ Media, Inside Indiana Business, and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation invite you to the Engage Indiana series, presented by CareSource, Indiana University, and Old National Bank. With an unrelenting focus on growing Indiana's economy, we'll dive into each region's unique challenges and distinct opportunities for growth. Nine regions, one goal. Indiana's bold future starts here. Discover more and register at ibj.com engage. Senators agreed with changes made by House lawmakers on a child labor bill Thursday, sending the proposal to Governor Eric Holcomb's desk. IIB's Alex Brown has more. Senate Bill 146 would lower the minimum age of a teenager serving alcohol from 19 to 18, so long as they had a supervisor over the age of 21. Four Republicans joined the Democratic caucus to oppose the measure. The measure has a House counterpart, which would remove restrictions on the hours that teenage employees can work and strikes agriculture as a hazardous occupation, which allows 16- and 17-year-olds to work in that sector. Originally, the Senate version included similar language, but the House stripped that language to avoid a conflict with their bill. The bills come amid a national move to strip protections even as child labor violations increase, according to the Economic Policy Institute.
lawsuit. In the first nine months of 2023, the Washington Post found that three-quarters of these violations came from the food service industry. Democratic Senator Shelley Yoder of Bloomington spoke against the proposal, noting the number of penalties the Department of Labor reported when it came to employer violations and the prevalence of workplace sexual harassment in places serving alcohol. Currently, the maximum fine for child labor violations in Indiana is $400 after multiple consecutive violations. Alex Brown, Inside Indiana Business, Radio. Indianapolis-based Elevate Ventures on Friday released its annual report for 2023. CEO Christopher Day said that while investment numbers were down compared to the previous year, 2023 was a year of tremendous growth for the venture studio. The report shows that Elevate Ventures made $21.7 million in commitments last year through 112 deals. That's down $31 million across 132 deals in 2022. However, the deals leveraged nearly $166 million in additional capital investments, Elevate said, with 74% of companies that Elevate invests in receiving follow-up funding. Indiana senators gave final approval Thursday for a literacy overhaul bill that will require reading-deficient third graders to be held back a year in school. Senate Bill 1, which seeks to remedy Indiana's literacy crisis by requiring schools to administer the statewide iRead test in second grade a year earlier than current requirements, and directing new targeted support to at-risk students and those struggling to pass the exam. But if, after three tries, a third grader can't meet the iRead standard, legislators want school districts to retain them. While much of the rest of the bill has received bipartisan support, the retention language has been passionately debated in both chambers. The University of St. Francis community can both support a new campus project and leave their mark through its new brick-by-brick fundraiser. The campaign will finance a new outdoor plaza on the south side of Trinity Hall. The university announced this week the space will have benches, a dining area, and a fire pit. Personalized bricks will populate the Trinity Hall Plaza, and people can purchase a personalized marker for $300. The brick can have a message and a design. Beck's Hybrid CEO, Sonny Beck, is this week's guest on the Business and Beyond podcast with Gary Dick, presented by PNC, a weekly conversation with high-profile Hoosiers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond, available now from your favorite podcast provider. I'm Kate Sharon for Inside Indiana Business, radio on demand.